Welcome to Breaking Free Authentically, the podcast where we explore what redefining relationships looks like through a sex-positive lens. Let's kick shame and guilt to the curb and really start living a sexy, authentic life. I'm passionate about normalizing out-of-the-box ways of designing relationships. There's nothing quite like finding your tribe and experiencing the freedom of being completely yourself without judgment. I'm your host, Kareen Bedard, your sex-positive relationship designer, and I'm here to guide you in creating the relationship you desire, whether that is a more open one or simply a more empowered one. Join me every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to enjoy the newest episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be back again this week. This week's going to be a fun episode. I've had it sitting um, sitting there for a while, waiting for the right moment to bring it out. It's an interview with a friend, and I'll tell you a little bit more about her in the next part. But she is a dear friend of mine, and I wanted to wait to put this conversation out until after I'd laid the groundwork and the foundation for all of these things that I want to talk about. So I feel like I've done a pretty good job of laying a foundation, laying a base for learning more about how to be empowered in your relationships, how to think about possibly redesigning your relationships and and restructuring them and becoming sex positive, how to be sexually free and rid of sexual shame. And I would like you to be able to understand sort of the background and the mindset that comes into play um, when looking at things like ethical non-monogamy. Any kind of relationship structure requires you to be very clear on what it is that you want. Monogamy, it's just that society has been the one to tell you what it's supposed to be like. But I don't think that we have to abide by that exact rule anymore. You even get to design your monogamous relationship the way that you want to and what's best for you and your partner. So I really want to open your eyes to all the possibilities. You can take what you want You don't have to fall into any particular category, but I do want to give you the option to think outside the box, the resources to be able to think outside the box and perhaps try it on for size and see if it works for you. And if it doesn't, that's okay too. So I'm here to guide you, mentor you, coach you, and how to be a more authentic person, and how to be more empowered in your relationships, how to break through some of that shame and guilt that you have. That's why I'm here, and that's why I started this podcast, because I'm very passionate about that. I'm very passionate about having the ability to choose, and the right to choose, and and there's so many people that are being put in boxes, forced in boxes, I don't think it's okay that people would lose 
custody of their children based on their sexual choices. That's absurd. I don't think that people should lose their jobs for the lifestyle that they choose or the type of relationship that they choose. That's not necessary. We can move past that. And so it's about awareness. It's about bringing you the best information and sharing stories and having conversations with you. So today that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to have a conversation with my lovely friend, Regina, and we are going to talk about renegotiating, redesigning your relationships and, and that we can do that. We want to bring light to the fact that we can do things outside of the box. We don't have to stay inside the box. We don't have to conform to what everybody else does. And that's hard. And that requires bravery and it requires education and it requires just a desire to have fun and live your truth. So when we come back, we will get into this interview. I will tell you a little bit more about Regina and we will have an amazing interview. We'll get to listen to that conversation. Enjoy, and we'll see you soon. Please visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss an episode. Be sure to leave a review on Podchaser by clicking the link at the top of the page. That would mean the world to me. Finally, I'd love to have you join our private Facebook community and oasis called Breaking Free to Be Authentically Me. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome back. We are ready to do this interview. But before we do that, I want to, first of all, apologize uh, for my dogs. Because at the beginning of this interview, they started barking and I couldn't really re-record it. And I couldn't edit it out very well. I tried my best. The sound... Is not as great as usual. I apologize again for that. The um, It was recorded back in March before I got my mic and figured out how to do editing and all that kind of stuff. So just bear with me. It's not terrible, but I had to do some work so it doesn't sound as great, but it, it works for both voices. So just, you know, forgive me on that point. But I want to introduce Regina Carbonell to you. She is... Um, very special friend of mine that I met in a networking group um, called High Net Connect. It's a fabulous group on um, Facebook. And she lives in Spain. I always forget where. I should have written it down, but I can't remember. Anyways, it's a beautiful part of Spain. And she has 10 years of experience as a lifestyle designer and coach. And she now specializes in sex, intimacy, and relationships. She says, explore your shadow, your kinks, and your dark side, because happiness comes to us when we fully know ourselves. And I agree with that. So this interview goes through a lot of different things. I think you're going to enjoy it. I mean, we talk about everything from redesigning relationships to renegotiating the terms and, and realizing that you can renegotiate. We might even talk about sex clubs. You never know. But we do get into some fun stuff, some things that I haven't talked about very much before. So I think that you'll enjoy this. 
conscious uncoupling, shame and sex, sex positivity. I mean, we just cover it all because usually we don't stay on one topic. So I hope that you get a lot out of this and I really enjoyed talking with her and I hope to do more podcasts with her. So enjoy. Here is my interview with Regina. We've got Regina here today and um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, redesigning your relationship. And I think this is an important topic because I think a lot of us either get married or get into a relationship and often we don't think that we need to like renegotiate the terms or revisit what it is that we thought we wanted in the beginning. And so do you agree with that? Like, yeah, we don't even know that it's possible sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. We we are not even aware that maybe we can, well, we can change things. We are changing as a person, but things are going to stay the same. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's kind of like, so I got married at 22. Okay. Right. So, so I guess you changed, right? Uh, I think so. Person. That was like almost 25 years ago. Can you believe that? Ah. So this summer would be 25 years, but now we've been separated for almost, well, it'll be ooh, in a few days on the 1st, April 1st, mm-hmm. will be two years that I've been separated. And as difficult as that's been, it's been actually a wonderful experience because we did renegotiate our relationship like 10 years ago. And we did shift things and, and make it be what we really wanted it to be. Um, but then it changed again, right? And I think that every five years, you should have a relationship redesign. You know, like, because we change as people. We really... We shift, we get new ideas, new ways to see the world and new ways of operating and thinking. And I think even inside of this redesign, you said two years ago, you separated. And it can be part of the redesign that the couple decides. It doesn't have to be a drama. Right. It can be hard because we tend to put part of our memory in our partner where did I leave the keys but (laughs) it can be part of this redesign that you do every now and then yeah Yeah. it and it I like to call it like I don't know if you've heard of conscious uncoupling right and Mm -hmm. conscious uncoupling is is really consciously deciding that you're not each other's best fit and that you've done the work and you've done so many things to make it work. It's not just that you're like mad and you walk away. I mean, we still live in the same house right now for almost two years and we've been separated. We're not enemies. We're not best friends, but we're not enemies and we still can parent and we can still, but we've made that choice. We chose to step away from the marriage as it is and still co-parent and, you know, still 25 years shared. I mean, yeah, it's not and, yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I'm I'm in another relationship now, and it's just night and day. Um, you know, and there's things that, of course, I miss about my my ex, um, because this person is totally a different person. But he's so much a better fit for me, just like emotionally, physically, spiritually, and it, it, when I say physically, I mean like my love languages are are met just like easily without thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's important because I had a void 
of that so much. And so I, I invested so much of my energy for so long um, into something that, like, he didn't want the same thing. So, uh-huh. and that's fine. That's fine. He can not want that. But for me to put effort into a relationship again and to really prioritize a relationship, this is what I want from it now. And I'm allowed to say that, right? I'm allowed to say physical touch is super important to me. And if I'm not going to mm-hmm. have that in a relationship with a partner, um, they're not going to be my priority. And that's okay. Um, and the other thing is, is when I, um, because I can get, so I can get cuddles and things like that from other people uh-huh. or friends or, yeah. or whatever, my, my son, whatever I can have that part of thing. So I don't have to have that from my partner necessarily, but if I'm going to put in the effort and sort of make myself available to someone, cause I only have so much time right now. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Then that is also. But we all we all do that. Right? I mean, we all should. We forget to prioritize ourselves too mm-hmm. many times, mm-hmm. especially us ladies. Um, and it's so good that you are now doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, my husband is the person that told me that. I think that's why I'm not letting him go. Well, and my <laughs> ex, so my ex like a said creep. that. No, right? I mean we, but we also have like actually that's why I said. That's a great conversation, including separation. I have had the conversation about divorce with my husband, and we've been married for six years mm-hmm. only, if you think about that. Mm-hmm. We haven't, we decided we don't want a divorce, but we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Why is it so scary? Mm-hmm. It's You need to define the relationship however is best for both of you. If a divorce is the best for both of mm-hmm. you, Maybe it's a decision to make it's sometimes. N- it's not something that we're taught in our programming, though. And that's that's one of the big things that I talk about with my clients is, like, let's break free from the programming that we've been taught mm-hmm. because there's religious and societal programming that we have. And if you think about it, you might not be religious, but the religious Always. programming mm-hmm. informs the societal programming yeah. to a very large degree. So you're going to find that this the religious sort of norms filter in. So sexuality, let's talk about sexuality, right? Like, I mean, sex positivity doesn't exist really in not in fundamentalist Christianity for sure. Um, unless you're married, you can be positive about sex, but only within the confines of marriage. And that's it. And really, it's not sex positivity really. You know, it's, exactly it's, well, it's presented that way. It's wrapped in that neat little package. But again, it's a very clear box. You know, mm-hmm. I got married and thought oral sex was wrong. Like I was like, ooh, and I was like, what? You can do that? Well, if you're married, of course you can do that. What? No, that's wrong. You know, and also, you know, I was going to be that wife who would never say no to my husband because, mm-hmm. you know, and be the submissive wife and all that kind of stuff. Um and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not me necessarily. It needs to be who you are, exactly. Yeah. And I made it me, and I made it something that I wanted. But really, in that, I was giving up a piece of myself because I felt like I constantly um, had to make something be a certain way in order to be right. 
Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not true. Um, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and I I didn't understand boundaries. I didn't understand, you know, that I I can say what I want to, you know, and and I think that that's that's important. And and like, how would you define sex positivity? If you had to define well, it. Well, first, if you don't mind, I want yeah, yeah. To, ask, to answer you because that's a big part of what I teach mm-hmm. to many of my clients. Uh, they are men, uh, and when I ask them what does your wife like, they say, "I don't know. I never asked." But then. When they ask, their wives are embarrassed because, I mean, they never have had this conversation. Why is he coming and asking me what do I want? Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a catch-22 as well. And it's all about starting a routine of feeling comfortable about the subject that brings the couple more intimacy and more connection and, you know, more feeling that you enjoy each other because at the end of the day, that's why we have sex with each other, we enjoy yeah. each other's company. <laughs> so um, I wanted to do a, on that because, mm. yeah, we, many women all over the world don't communicate uh, and many men as well, mm-hmm. but they, say, they tend to be a bit more dominating. So they say it, mm-hmm. let's do it, or I want that. And we just kind of do it, and that's it. And that's not sex positivity. (laughs) Getting back on that, sex positivity is enjoying pleasure. Also, forget about intercourse. And intercourse is part of sex, not sex, not all of it. Yes. So, um, enjoying pleasure with consent, consent, sorry, with the person you like, you love, or you just feel aroused tonight. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and do it freely. Yeah. And without feeling ashamed. Oh, and safely. Yeah. Just in case this gets shared. Condoms. <laughs> and, and I really, that's important, right? I do talk about that with my clients. Like, like if you choose to have more than one sexual partner, that's a choice you can make. There's nothing wrong with that. And and I'll talk about that more as we go. Um, not today necessarily. But like just we are adults and consenting adults. And I really like when I talk about um, I do talk about non-monogamy as part of a redesign of your relationship. You know, like that's an option. And people are like, what? That's so wrong. Or it's not if you're consenting and if you're ethical about it. And so I like to keep the word ethical non-monogamy and people are like, what is that? What does that even mean? Well, it means that you don't have to be with just one person if you are ethical about it. And that means consent on all sides means honesty. It means caring and it means not being an asshole. And I think a lot of people, and and I really want to change the, the, the script, even like in the polyamory world, I think a lot of people are like, well, it's my, I get to do what I want to do. And if you're not on board, then screw you kind of thing. And it's kind of gotten to that. It's like, well, you know, your jealousy is your issue, you, you know, and your, your problem is your issue. But if you think of, you know, when you get into the, so then the non-hierarchy, yeah. right. But I think that there's a really big 
absence of like empathy and like you're still in a relationship with someone and there's a kindness and there's a back and forth that goes it's like if someone is struggling with something I don't have to change what I'm doing necessarily but I can honor that and create safety for them and say okay what would make you feel safer I may or may not be able to do that but I'm on your team. I'm on your side, and I want to be there, and I want and to open be a up part a space. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So creating connection and safety helps you have the words to say if that's your focus, if that's what you're doing, right? And I think that a lot of people are like, communicate, communicate. Well, you can have all the right words and not communicate. So communication. You can be just talking to an empty room. You right? first. You yeah. need to have the other person want to be on a safe space. Yeah, exactly. to be comfortable, completely true. So for me, it's hugely important like to create empowered relationships. And in that is creating connection and or making sure that you have good connection and safety before you try to communicate because it doesn't matter what you try to communicate without those things. And then to include novelty. You know, and, and novelty is really that sex positive piece. And I really think that sex positivity is this key that just unlocked my world. Um, because all of a sudden I had permission to enjoy my body, um, which I always was a very sexual person before, but I didn't really have an avenue to not have shame around that. So mm-hmm. getting rid of guilt and shame is huge, a huge part of my work um, in in the sex positive lens, right? Like I, I like to bring the sex positive lens into all the relationships that I work with because sex positivity unlocks the door to guilt and shame, gets mm-hmm. rid of it. It's like, kick it to the curb, you know, kick guilt and shame because <laughs> guilt and shame keeps us stuck. You know, and then we're like, oh, we can't use toys or we can't use this or we can't use that. Or I can't just, I can't, I can't allow myself to have body worship done to me. That's so selfish. Well, okay. What, you know, like if someone enjoys that, why can't you allow that to be? But that takes sex positivity to, to not judge someone's kink for mm-hmm. one or to not to judge someone else's yeah. desires. Like there's so much involved so right sex positivity it really unlocks so much because all of a sudden you can go you're okay i'm okay it's all yeah. okay in the right context go ahead <laughs> jump in because i could see you I, just like that's chopping at the because i i just see it like on my end even though we work on the same it's like because we are all humans so actually i mean the odd is that one that doesn't have any kinks so actually probably asexual which is absolutely normal and fine as well but it's the minority of numbers in human numbers mm-hmm. apart from that i mean let's be honest we all have kinks at different levels mm-hmm. then kinks is a completely huge conversation because obviously kinks can be mm-hmm. consent consensual or less consensual or mm-hmm. Let's not get there today. <laughs> no. I mean, that's a whole different topic. But I think people need people need to understand that, like... Well, kinks are normal. Yeah, kinks are normal. And I think a lot of people that are new to kinks um, really... 
they judge it because they try to psychologize it. I try to figure just, out why the kink is there. It's kind of the animal part of us, right? The human we, part of us. Yeah. And we all have wounds, and maybe the wound caused that kink. But if you don't have guilt and shame around the kink, you can enjoy what it is that it brings to you without having to deny. I don't know and psychologize it. And 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 I think like a lot of partners will actually try to psychologize their partner's kink if they if they don't feel comfortable with it, if it isn't theirs, all of a sudden there's something wrong that you watch too much porn and that's why, or, or this or that. Um, and I think we have to be careful of that and sex positive, sex positivity. I, I haven't, I haven't actually experienced that with any of my clients. If I am honest, I've worked with people that have kinks. We've worked with their partners and they have included their kinks to their sex life. Well, and I find that a lot of the people that I work with, like, if I'm honest, <laughs> they struggle with, like, if one person is, is here, the other person wants to be more adventurous, but they're not connecting, they need to or start feel safe, that's, yeah, that's, that's the, then they you start, need to start to start judge. at step one, completely true. So you I'm can't like, go and just okay, say, I want gonna, you to wear a strap on. Right? Wear a strap on tonight. You haven't talked to me in two like, weeks, you bitch. <laughs> no, no, that doesn't work that way. <laughs> if you want someone to be willing to explore your kink, you have to try to understand your person where they are too. And maybe their kink is just like really nice cuddling. That's their kink. If you think of it that way. They, then, well, that fills their need that they didn't have, right? And so we got to mm-hmm. be willing to, like, you know, uh, exactly. go on both sides and not judge anybody's desire, right? That's what it comes down to. It's like, my desire is not shameful no matter what it is. Neither is yours. Exactly. And if it is disrespectful to one person, then that's not going to be done to that mm-hmm. person until it is done in a way and you can come up with a way that it can feel respectful. On yeah. both sides, because they're not your kink partner. If that is, you might have to find another kink partner, and that's where the world of ethical non-monogamy or like redesigning a relationship is beautiful. Because maybe you want to explore something, then your partner is never going to feel comfortable with that. You don't have to find that comfort with your partner. That may not ever be something you want to experience together, and that's okay. That's beautiful. You can actually find someone else. Nothing to be, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Nothing to be embarrassed. I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Sorry. (laughs) uh, And and we totally got off on a a rabbit trail, I think. But that's okay, because I think that is valid. Because I think a lot of times we get stuck, you know, like, oh, well, my partner's never going to want this. Or my partner's never going to want that. And so we're stuck. Well, maybe your partner's never wants that, but wants you to experience it. Maybe they just don't want to have to do it. Maybe they're fine if they're like, you know, I would love it if you could go get that with someone else. And I actually wouldn't have a problem with that. But some are, will never have that conversation and would never know. You know, like I get so much joy in watching my partner interact with someone in a way that I don't enjoy. <laughs> you know, it's like... Oh my gosh, you get to do the thing. I'm so excited for you. And I get to watch you enjoy something fun for you. You know, and vice versa. He loves watching me. Um, and, and part of his fantasies get, 
you know, fulfilled when I do things that I enjoy that include, yeah. So, I mean, there's just, it's a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, only part. <laughs> but, like, let's remove the sexual side of things completely. Yeah, yeah. In a relationship, like, redesigning a relationship can just be, like, entering a sex-positive world where you have a tribe now that you don't get judged by and you feel comfortable. Like, I'm I'm starting um, hosting at our a sex club in Toronto, um, mm-hmm. and at the X Club, and we're going to be, um, I'm hosting an Empowered Newbies night. So it's an Empowered Newbies um, exclusive VIP experience. And the idea is it's not all about the sex. Like, people want to come and, and experience this world, but I want people to know that this is, like, one of the safest places you can be. Uh-huh. Um, and you don't have to have sex at all. You can be in a sexy environment, having fun with your partner. You can be flirting with other people and enjoying your friends and just having a blast and take that sexy vibe and either go to the back with your partner if it's an on-premises place, or you can take that home with you and just be energized by watching someone else attracted to your partner, right? And like, I love that. It's so beautiful. I don't know if you saw. I went to a swingers club, mm-hmm. and I actually did a video the same night or the following morning, saying just that everybody needs to go there because you don't really need to mingle with yeah. other people. Like I know it sounds odd, but then if the, the thing hits up, you can go with your partner and yeah. close your door, and it's absolutely fine. It's so I mean, fun. And it, it's not at home trying to be quiet around kids and this and that. I mean, you just can like. Exactly. It, I so, loved it. I yeah. loved it. It's such a great experience. And I think people just need to experience it at least once. I, I even said to my daughter at one point, I said, I, and she's like 20. And I said, I would feel more comfortable with you going to a sex club than a regular club. And she's like, what? And I said, yeah, because there's respect there you're not going to get like hit on by some strange guy and touched or mauled or whatever it's very and you've got people there that are going to make sure that you're safe it's such a consensual respectful environment and at the same token like this newbie event that i'm going to be hosting um i want single men to be able to come and i don't want you to be that guy and if you've been that guy i don't want you to be that guy anymore you know because (laughs) The single guys have a bad rap in this world mm. because they're not taught how to be. It's not macho to be non-consensual. It's not macho mm. to be like, hey, baby, and go and touch someone without consent or or just, have you ever had that where someone's just like hovering? Um, yeah. Sorry, that is not sexy. <laughs> Start a conversation. Just have conversations with people and just be a human being, be a decent human Mm. being. And I think that people think, Oh, sex, whatever. Sex starts with conversation to me. Anyway, it starts in my brain for me. Um, you know, that's, that's different than some people, but like, um, I just think there's so many possibilities and people forget about the finding your tribe aspect of life and connecting and just being with a group Uh of people you could travel with, you could be nude with. I always say, if you can have a conversation with someone while you're naked, there's nothing you can't talk about. Like, what can't, <laughs> what can't you talk about when you're naked? And there's just, like, nobody's, like, not, there's no status. It just erases everything, and you're just equals. It's so beautiful. That's so um, true. 
And and you don't have to be naked in front of people. Don't worry. You know, like that's not a prerequisite. You don't have to get naked at all. But I, I mean, there's <laughs> that possibility and there's just being with people that are comfortable in their own skin and have just kind of have lost sort of the shame around themselves, like women who can dress sexy and feel empowered by that rather than feel like they're, uh, uh, shame. Yeah, and the thing is, like, slut shaming is mm. such a thing, but it's not in this world. Like, this is slut, slut praising. You know, it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, my wife is such a slut. This is such a good thing in this world. But a slut, slut now means someone who just lives their life authentically and is empowered and takes their own sexuality into their own hands. That's really all yes. a slut is. So really. We all slut-shamed growing up because we wanted to be like them, as comfortable as them, but we couldn't because we were being a good girl, you know? Mm-hmm. You know. So, of course, we have to look down on them. <laughs> I was never a good girl, but... <laughs> Inside, I was like, wanted to be a bad girl, but I was always a good girl. I, I was a virgin until I got married. And so was my husband. Like, this is a big deal, right? So... Shall we get? I lost mine at 15. <laughs> <laughs> you have like more practice, you know. Anyways, I'm making up yeah. for lost time. It's all good. Like by 22, I had done a few football teams. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move this conversation. Oh, That's so funny. But I mean, it doesn't mean that. Like, that doesn't define who you are, right? Not in a negative way, anyways. But, no, but, th- yeah, that's the funny thing. Like, I, I think I did that because I had no idea. Uh, well, because I was very curious as well. But I had no idea if kid, that's why I say now, my husband, he says, oh, I don't feel like having sex. Do you want to go and have sex with someone? And I'm like, yes or no? Usually it's actually no. Let's be honest. I can't be bothered. I already have my pajamas on. But, yeah, back then was impossible. It was forbidden. And I think that was an extra bit. Because Dude. my boyfriend doesn't want me to have a girlfriend. I want three girlfriends. Right. Well, I and that's exactly one. it. I said, we always want what we don't have. What is the one thing that is off limits in the church? Sex. Sex. And how many people, how many men have porn addictions in the church? How many men? So many. They Have you ever heard of Covenant Eyes? Covenant Eyes is, it, is it a program you put on your computer to hold your husband accountable so I that they don't watch porn because porn is such a problem, okay? And it's ruining their life. So, like, all of a sudden... Making something off limits makes it something you all of a sudden dwell on, you know? Like, my kids, I've let them, like, drink at home. My kids don't go to parties and get drunk because they don't need to. It's not a big deal. It's just Mm -hmm. another thing. I can have a drink at home. I don't need to go get wasted and hide it from my parents. Yeah. So, like, and, and so when we can open up the conversation about the things that we're not supposed to do, all of a sudden, they're not things that we're not supposed to do, and we can actually make adult, rational, consensual decisions about it, and we can take matters into our own hands instead of be like, okay, well, 
I can't possibly, you know, look at another woman. So I'm going to shut that part of myself down because I can't lust. And, that, and, and so then now I don't even with. want sex in my own marriage at home because it's wrong to have sexual thoughts about other women. And therefore my, I'm not having, I'm not wanting to have sex with my wife because, because I might open up that sexual desire. And then if I open that up, then I'm going to need to watch porn and then I'm going to be a bad person and then I'm going to get beat over the head and I'm going to be shamed and guilted, you know, and the same about masturbation or any of those things. And so that's why to me, it's so important to talk about shame and guilt and just removing that because once we take that out, it doesn't have control over us and we're no longer controlled. We actually get to make decisions that benefit us and feel good rather than um, dwelling on what society says you can and can't do. And so, yeah, making decisions from fear is yeah, never good. Yeah, no. So I think that's a good place to end. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to get on some other rabbit trail. But this was so much fun. We have to do this again. We should make this a regular thing, maybe conversations together. Because, um, like, I really, I really want to have conversations with people on my podcast and just, like, dialogues because it's so fun to like talk with people and just I am sure that, that there are many ladies that would be super interested to yeah. talk about these things with you yeah so anyway thank you for being my guest today and 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 just being a part of um my world because like honestly I've enjoyed getting to know you this past year and um you're just you're just such a breath of fresh air and you bring something to the table and start these conversations that are so faux pas. But you know what? People engage. People want to talk about these things and they don't have a place to do it. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's true. Anyway, yeah, you know it. I'm still like empowering myself, not just others. I'm still on the path to self-empowerment as well. Are we all? <laughs> I mean, that's important. We can't preach what we're not doing, right? So. That's so true. So, anyways, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And and Regina, why don't you tell us real quick um, what it is that you do, and where people can find you if they want um, if they want to get a hold of you. Well, I do a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. I am a reconnection and spiritual sex coach, and you can find me on. Under Join the Gender Revolution online on Google, you type Join the Gender Revolution or my name, Regina Carbonell, and then everything will pop there. And yeah, that's all about me. If you are LGBT, I do have a lot of merchandising I create because I am, well, one of, like my one of my teachers said, gay as fuck. Uh, <laughs> so I create merch that I love. So I buy it for myself, but I also share it with the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they can also find that on my website. Thank you so much, darling. You're welcome. I love you so much, and thank you. Have a wonderful weekend. It's good to you talk too. to you. Take care. Love you. Wasn't that a great conversation? I'm so glad I had a chance to talk with her, and I'm so glad I finally got to share it with you. I've had it sitting there for a while, so... I hope you got a lot out of it. I will put her information in the show notes. And if you want to check her out, you can. She's 
She's so out of the box. I love it. She's great. And she does um, support like transgender and she does work with, with people who are transgender and, and she does a lot of um, awareness in that area. So she's just kind of all over the place and in a good way. She really um, covers a lot of different areas. So we all love Regina and we love her energy when she's in a room with us and uh, you can always count on us getting off topic and somehow talking about sex or something crazy um, when we all get together and talk. So thank you for joining us and remember that when it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. I'd so love to have you in my community on Facebook. So please check out that link in the show notes and make sure you come on over and join us. And if you haven't already subscribed to the mailing list for the podcast, please do that and you'll be kept updated on um, the latest, latest episodes. So I love you. Have a great week. Mwah! Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Kareen Bedard Coaching, and you can visit my website at kareenbedard.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and share it with your friends. I'd be so grateful if you could help by giving us a five-star review on Podchaser or iTunes. Don't forget to subscribe to our mailing list to be kept up to date about upcoming episodes and exciting news. Just visit our website at breakingfreeauthentically.com and scroll down to subscribe. You can also email me anytime. I'd love to hear from you. Send your messages and questions to kareen at kareenbedard.com. Are you a part of my Facebook community yet? Join us in Breaking Free Authentically. It's where you will find this sex-positive relationship community. I'd be thrilled to have you be a part of this community with me. All the links will be in the show notes, so don't forget to check it out. Remember... When it comes to sex positivity, authenticity is the key. Have a great week.